When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. The driver's seat. Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. For Kubota, together we are building Australia. So was there anything uh, <laughs> anything of note that maybe was mentioned during Bathurst on Sunday? Was that recorded at the DJR Team Penske Pits? Was that an engineer, that song? Don't, don't let him pass? Don't let him pass? Well, you can't pass when it's fully coarse yellow, can you? <laughs> well, and here it comes, folks. And here it comes. You listen to this. Well, here we go. Welcome to the driver's seat. Uh, we do it across Australia. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. And we do it worldwide, too, if you listen via the app. That's right. The driver's seat does have an app. And tell you what, guys, isn't it? we've been seeing some very good numbers on those downloads, too. So a big thank you to everyone of the driver's seat fraternity putting it on their smartphones. It's been good, hasn't it? Like we, we've been um, like an expectant parent. We've been uh, looking at the numbers every day and seeing them going up. So very pleased with that. Thank you very much for that. And uh, um, as we begin and get used to having our own app, of course, we'll update it a little bit more regularly and get all of that underway. But uh, I think launching an app on the busiest and biggest week uh, weekend of the year is a little bit difficult sometimes to keep, <laughs> to keep everything flowing in because we were all relatively busy that weekend, Stevie yeah, J. But yeah. uh, it's very cool to have our own app. It is. I mean, love seeing uh, the amount of downloads it's getting now because um, you know, it just really goes to, to put a lot of numbers and a lot of downloads to just our uh, our people that do listen and download and want to want to hear what we've got to waffle on about. It's amazing that that many people actually do want to listen to what we have to say and waffle <laughs> on about. But, uh, hey, we do thank you for that, guys. We really, really appreciate it. But we've got to get to some headlines after the Bathurst 1000. We will touch on the whole safety car fiasco and whatnot. We'll do that later on in our Bendix Breaks big moment. But uh, probably on the Thursday, this was one of the biggest bombshells uh, that I've, well, I think we all saw it coming. And there was murmurs of it before Bathurst. But uh, it, it has been revealed James Courtney's brand-new home for 2020, and that will be... Techno? I mean, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve, obviously, uh, you've spent a fair bit of time with uh, with James Courtney, and you also know what it's like to have James Courtney leave a team. But uh, what was your reaction when you saw that he'd be joining Webby down in Sydney? I wonder if he's going to take number 22 from Walkinshaw and take it to uh, <laughs> yes. Sydney with him. <laughs> uh, 
I, uh, it's strange, isn't it? And uh, definitely the techno alliance there really, really caught me off guard. That was mm. something that I didn't even have on my radar, to be honest. Uh, Webby is, uh, the, the webs are from Sydney. Um, they did have a, an offshoot of their techno uh, brand um, and road car division down in uh, in Sydney, right, right next to uh, the Sydney Motorsport Park facility. So yep. Um, yep. they are from there. Um, and and it, I guess when you think about it, it does make sense. But um, uh, just I just thought it was strange how that that uh, that I guess that alliance came around. I think boys, from my point of view, uh, we've he's 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 jetting out of Walkinshaw Andretti United because let's face it, that it has been an absolute bun fight in that mm. team. There's been very little results since the takeover, and it has been on the decline well since then. Most folk, and this is what baffles me about the driver market right now, most folk go from perhaps a struggling team, to be respectful, a struggling team, to a better team if they've shown good form. Normally, you would expect uh, another driver to go to a better team. Here, if you look at Techno's results this year, they've been an absolute shocker. Um, In fact, I, I think the guys qualified last over the weekend. And so Courtney's going to bounce out of a mid-range team down to a bottom-level team. And we've got Chaz that looks like he's potentially going to bounce out of a top-level team into a mid-level team. So next year is going to be really quite a show, I reckon. And there's going to be a lot of questions being asked, particularly if um, if those two boys just go from bad to worse. Dan Ricardo spec. Who do you think might... Uh take up the second car there because we know that JC is locked in there's been a lot of rumours about maybe uh, Richie Stanaway we yep. know that uh, obviously Boost might have some fingerprints on there and they like a bit of youth but uh, in reality who do you think will fill up that second seat yeah it's uh, I mean it's so hard to speculate because they're like we've we've seen in the past and especially the last couple of years that uh, people tend to fill seats that Away left field, you know, and mm. uh, it doesn't always seem to be the basic obvious choice. Mm. Um, so, yes, we've heard it. I think it will depend a lot on the the financial side of it, the the I guess the backing. Um, and we know Peter Addison from Boost is is very uh, admirable of of Richie Stanaway. Loves what he does mm-hmm. uh, on and off the track. He's a big supporter of him, hence the reason why he's it in Gary Rogers. Uh, so, another thing will will be. I guess to play that side of it too. What happens at Gary Rogers? Because there's been big, big things there with Addison not wanting to continue. If mm. there's certain things that aren't uh, kept in supercars, which then might force mm. him to go the way of of the new Sydney team. So I, I think you know I, I'd hate to guess. You know, Stanaway is the obvious choice, but you know I'm not 100% sold that that's going to happen. Oh, I'm not 100% sold that Boost is even going to be in Supercar. There's yeah. obviously been a lot of a lot of conjecture during the week about a control upright for the cars. Um, he threatened Peter Adderton, fair dinkum, just threatened Supercars and said, yeah, <laughs> yeah. do it or, I'm, or we're out. Is that um, why Sean Supercar- Seymour went onto Twitter? Like he joined Twitter because of that, do you reckon? <laughs> I, I reckon you're right. And he just and he then just went ahead and said, oh, well, if it doesn't work for you, then I guess you have to maybe go somewhere else. So we've even yeah, seen yeah. renders of a couple of uh, TC CR cars with boost on it yeah. with GRM. So, look, it is an absolute bun fight at the moment. It's the last thing you want to hear uh, coming out of pit lane. Um, really, at this time of year, we should be talking about who's going to go where and 
year and yep. exciting things for next year. And right now, they're all just taking a, a baseball bat to each other and having a slap. So I was actually um, with Sean Seymour on Tuesday after Bathurst and uh, had a, a bit of a brief chat to them to him about this. And I had a bit of we both had a bit of a giggle actually about the stuff that was going around <laughs> with oh, I, it needs to be this or I was I'm out. And can I tell you exact words? Well, not exact words, but my take on exactly what Sean Seymour said to me. He goes, I went and saw him and I said, basically, if it doesn't suit you, see ya. See ya, mate. <laughs> see ya, mate. <laughs> Hey, on, I thought that was coming. On the topic of uh, Boost Mobile, Boost Mobile, Kostecki Brothers Racing and also Matt Stone Racing have confirmed they will be able to refer the damage to their cars at Bathurst. Oh, geez, didn't, didn't KBR get a absolute... Uh, we, we said it was going to be a baptism of fire. I think it was just... Yeah. <laughs> they were in the dark depths of hell for most of them. They had a few really basic issues, and I think it's really inexperience issues. Uh, hmm, you know, I, I spoke about this to a few people. You know, through the week leading up in practice, they had um, uh, Jake had a little little bump with the wall on the entry to turn two. Reason for that was one of the mechanics left a uh, steering rack stop in so that the car yes. would actually turn left out of the pits, but it wouldn't turn right. So uh, oh, you man. put these steering rack stops in each side of the rack uh, when you're doing wheel alignment. So it centres the rack perfectly in the middle so that your steering wheel's dead straight and you do a wheel alignment that way. You're meant to pull them out, obviously, uh, so oh. that you can steer. Uh, one was left in the one side. It wouldn't turn. Uh, and then the start of the race, when um, Brody had that issue with the, uh, the with fumes the in the yeah. car, mm-hmm. uh, you, people will know, and you would have seen the cool suit box on the passenger floor of the car. That's filled with dry ice. But when it's not filled with dry ice, if you look in it, uh, there is one tube that runs through there like a bit of a curly tube like you see in the back of fridges, right? And that's the uh, water that goes through like a little radiator sort of thing uh, to cool down for your cool vest uh, to keep you cool. But also there's another tube in there that runs around. It just does one basically circular, uh, one circle inside the box and heads in the front, circles in the inside the box and out the back and it's a big round tube about two inches round and that's for your air for your helmet right so that cools the air going to your helmet they didn't put that tube in so what happened was basically that fan was blowing into the cool suit box with the dry ice and all the co2 gas and everything from the dry ice was getting pushed straight throughout the back and straight into uh Brody's helmet and basically nearly made him go to sleep and uh, gave him a, a very very ill feeling mm. so couple of basic issues there that um, I think that obviously uh, a little bit of an experience and, and that's certainly, you know, you wouldn't think it's going to happen again. No, no, but you, you know who didn't have any issues over the weekend, who I reckon did an absolute sterling job, was Who's Fox that? Sports and Channel 10. Oh, yes. Stella. The ratings for the for the Bathurst 1000 this year were absolutely off the scale. 1.815 yeah. 5 million or something like that, which is which is literally up 10% from uh, from 2018. And the attendance was pretty solid too, just over 200,000. Yeah. So uh, you, you cannot, no one can ever debate, no matter what state the sport is in currently, you cannot debate the uh, enthusiasm and thirst for the people to get out and watch Bathurst and attend and do all that sort of stuff. It was absolutely huge. However, uh, we have discussed about the TV package and how it's perhaps got not enough coverage on free-to-air. And uh, as they say, one swallow does not make a summer. So uh, Channel 10, probably not Channel 10, but more Fox Sports and Supercars, I think have got a lot of work to do to get the fans mm. back. But on this particular occasion, boys, they uh, they hit it middle stump. It was an absolute cracker. 
Yeah, I thought it was uh, absolutely stellar too. And uh, look, it's just been growing year on year. Which And apparently this is actually the 50 in a row that over 200,000 fans have attended uh, the weekend yep. over at Bathurst. So always yep. good to see. But uh, we've got plenty of the show to get through. We'll, uh, we've got to chat to Todd Kelly. We'll do that pretty soon. But before we do that, in fact, no, we'll, we'll chat to Todd Kelly now. We'll get to our Penrite Power Rankings a little bit later on because there's a lot of movers and shakers. Plus, <laughs> uh, as we mentioned, the driver's seat app is your home for all things motorsport. But the show is also your home for all things motorsport because, uh, Stephen Johnson, I think you did a couple of good things in a car around Mount Panorama last weekend. And yeah, it was uh, a pretty good weekend for us, <laughs> which is good. We needed it. We've had a couple of shockers uh, at Queensland Raceway, a home race, and Sydney Motorsport Park. So it was really good to get back on that front foot and um, get the Mustang back up at the pointy end. 100%. We'll touch on that a little bit later on. Plus, we'll look at the Japanese Formula 1. But you're listening to the driver's seat right across Australia. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Yeah, welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter. And together, we are building Australia. And uh, Steve, obviously, everyone knows that your blood bleeds blue. So when you see someone new come into the fold, it must sort of make the, make the heartstrings just twig just a teeny bit. Oh, it's just like another member to the family. <laughs> just bring them in, coach them, love them, you know. It's good. It's good. And we need more We need more people in the, uh, in the blue oval because it has been fairly one-sided for a long time now, so it's going to be great to uh, uh, to get a couple more Mustangs on the grid. Well, one of the people that have decided to come on board has been Kelly Racing. It was announced during the week that they will switch to Ford Mustangs for the 2020 supercar season, but let's get the man himself to talk all about it. Please welcome, for the first time actually, to the driver's seat, the one and only Todd Kelly. Thanks for having me. Brought in the uh, brought in the special studio audience for you there, Todd. Uh, you first hit yeah, out here at the driver's seat. Hey, they were on their special. feet too. There you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, mate, big news! Big news during the week as the boys were talking about that uh, Kelly Racing is is going to downsize for their main game team. Uh, we're going to lose the Nissans, and you're going to be firing around in in Ford Mustangs next year. Um, big big news! And how long has it been going on for? How long have the talks been going on? Yeah, well, a lot's happened all in the one hit. To be honest, the um, you know the wreck sales and the change of manufacturer and the whole thing. But while this has been going on for the last few years, really, um, everybody knows that the Altima is uh, is non-existent in Australia now. And mm. even though we've built up a fantastic engine, which is uh, just a, an old Nissan patrol engine that we've developed over six years and now it's a, a proper full-blown supercar engine that's competitive. There's not really a car that uh, we can put it in that Nissan has in their lineup, which is a real shame, to be honest, because... I've got a GQ at home. Period. I've got a GQ at home, mate, that one of them can <laughs> drop in if, the, if it'll fit. Well, I've got, I've got 14 of them, so I could <laughs> probably work something out for you. Um, so it is a little bit sad, but it would have been great to have, uh, have had a car in Australia that we could, um, you know, wrap around the engine and all the work that we've done to date, but that just, you know, proved that it wasn't an option. So uh, we had to consider converting to another manufacturer. And as you know, when you look at uh, replacing cars, a complete spares inventory and uh, also a complete engine inventory, that's uh, got quite a few dollar signs in front of it. So mm-hmm. to do that for four cars is just... Uh, not achievable really for you know for, for anyone so we had to get busy and work out how we could help try and fund the conversion to 
to Ford and to Mustang, and the only way to do that was was to downsize, which is you know a little bit of a a different model for us. We've been four cars for. 10 years since we've had the business and um, even though we'll be four cars with uh, two Altimas in the Super 2 series it's not quite like four main game cars so that'll be a, a refreshing change for us and uh, we've got a big yeah. job ahead. Mate uh, when you I guess look forward at, uh, at what you've done and what you're going to do with the Mustang is the Mustang that you're going to do for the 2020 season, will that be an update of two of your current cars? Will you reskin them or are you actually going to build brand new cars? Because uh, we know, I know that you've done a lot of work, not only on the engine, but you've done a lot of work on your own suspension side of things too. So is that something that you'll continue with yourself uh, and do or will you sort of move to a, a custom-based style like 23 Red Racing? Um, well, you might find this hard to believe, but the rumours and the, the media speculation was a, a good, you know, 12 months in front of where we actually were. So we only uh, agreed to a, a deal to change to, to Ford um, at the start of this week. So the staff, the staff were notified um, uh, the same day as the announcement came out, and we haven't actually hadn't actually started any of this work until um, you know yesterday. So we had our first engineering meeting about how we're actually going to go about this um, yesterday. And there's a number of options and ways to do it, but uh, it's really early days. The, these cars obviously quite expensive to build. Uh, we've got two brand new shells uh, at work. One is on the jig, and it's not at the point where it's any particular uh, manufacturer. It's just a, a straight car in the future shell. And we've got a full Nissan Altima bare shell. But to complete those cars, you know, we're up for 400-odd uh, grand each to build them from new. So um, there's a lot of discussion to happen internally. But to start with, we'll probably use all the spares we have in the truck and build one new Mustang and then convert... Uh, whatever cars the straightest after Newcastle <laughs> into, into the into the second run, and then work out um, how the budgets are looking after this whole conversion to to build the second brand new one. But there'll be a little bit of a mix, I would have thought at this point. You say that you've got fourteen Nissan Nissan supercar engines sitting in the back in the in the back of the shop there. Now we know the Kelly boys will basically race anything that's got wheels that you can put an engine in, and they'll or also not drive even wheels or not yeah. even wheels. I was about to say they'll even drive it on water. Um, a lot of a big history of ski boat racing in your family. Um, does this mean that now you can you can run the ski boat ten to the dozen because you've got fourteen spare engines you can chuck in if you hurt the thing? <laughs> yeah, well we've made the the ski race boat a five point two liter, so that block and the piston our diameters are a little bit different to the race car, um, and it's a good engine. You know, it's perfectly suited to. To high revving, it's, it sits at eight and a half thousand and makes over seven hundred and twenty horsepower for a little five point two, which is good. Um, oh, wow. So I've only got one of those engines at the moment, and uh, as it stands, I think Matt White will probably run his three Altimas in Super Two plus our two, so that's five uh, five Super Two cars next year, which we'll have to supply engines to. So that'll that'll take a chunk out. But I know Rick's been quite keen on. Um, he's had all sorts of weird ideas from an ice cream, an old ice cream truck from the 50s with a <laughs> Nissan supercar engine in it to a to a, um, a think buggy with a Nissan supercar engine. So Rip will probably swipe two or three of them. Thought he's going as well. 
<laughs> you know who else might swipe a few? TCM. Seven hundred plus yeah. horsepower at five point two liter V eight. Uh, what can we? Is there any Nissan model Stevie J that we can throw into the touring car masters with a supercars engine in it? Because oh. the way you blokes get around with your engines, they're like nine hundred and fifty horsepower, of course. Yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll build a Pintara. Chuck there that in a Pintara oh, or something. Or a Skyline for TCM, an old Skyline for an TCM. For George, that'd be good George, to see. No, George Fury spec, something like that, and throw the uh, supercar yeah. engine in it. Well, we have a couple of six-litre projects with the Nissan engine happening at work for time attack cars and things. So we've got one that's almost complete and ready for its first hit out on the dyno. So it'll be interesting to see how the, the bigger capacity works out. But they've certainly got the, the flow in the cylinder head to make some good numbers. And the reliability of the quad cam engine is fantastic compared to... Mm. The old dinosaur push rod engines that we're, <laughs> we're about to go back to. Go to. So they're, they're a good option for everything, yeah. Hey, mate, uh, just move on a little bit to obviously your drivers. You're going to obviously have two that are possibly going to be staying over. I, I'm pretty sure Rick's going to be one of them. I think he's quite safe. Uh, and I, I would suggest that Andre's the other one. Um, I'd like to talk about Andre because... Man, he's done some good things for you guys this year. And just the form that he had at Bathurst, I know we made that little mistake towards the end, which was just a real bummer. But that thing was fast, and he was in a legitimate spot there. To uh, He was racing for third on merit. And, uh, you know, I think that was just – that's massive. And, and, and not only that, Rico was having a great run too. So you've got to be pleased with, with the – the performance not only of Andre for the whole year but just the back end of the season and you guys were actually fast at the biggest race of the year yeah it was it was a little bit emotional for me to, to be quite honest we've had the Nissans for quite a while as everyone knows and we've had a lot of challenges we had I think a, a fantastic car right when we rolled out in 2013 and we had an engine that was um, requiring a huge amount of development the the way we entered the sport with uh, the VK56, which we turned into VK50, was uh, not as as was promised. I won't go too far into that, but we <laughs> we ended up having to do to do six or seven years of development and spend uh, you'd hate to know how much money to get that engine right. And through that period, we got the engine right, but the car got more and more outdated. You know, we're, we're effectively racing a. 2013 model car against mm. the current cars of today, the ZB and the Mustang, which are highly advanced from what those rules were back then. So to have the the raw speed we had at Bathurst um, was was amazing and and somewhat surprising to be fair. And uh, we were in with a real shot of of being in the shootout until it rained, which was which was a setback. But the job that both Rick and Andre did in the, in the race uh, with our raw speed was was fantastic. So to see that. Uh, eventuating not getting a, a decent result or even a podium, which is what those cars were almost capable of, was was a bit tough. But yeah, as as you say, Rick uh, Rick's enthusiasm is is extremely good at the moment with the the news going over to Ford. So he's he's on board and extremely excited, not only for that but also to to finish a year strong now that we've got the. Uh, the Altima to where it really should have been at the start, and, and Andre, um, you know, Andre is is amazing as well. Like it took a lot for me to. 
to step out of the car and it really hinged on getting the right guy to to hop in the car and uh you know i had my my eyes on andre for quite a while and heart set on him doing that job and uh, everybody knows how tough it is hopping into this series um mm. and he's just kept building and building and building and everybody has their setbacks and there was one on the weekend but overall how he's progressed in the car and in the team and with Dylan, um, his engineer and Nathan, his data guy and everyone around him. He's just, you know, he's training, um, you know, web performance and all that. He's just got everything absolutely spot on at the moment. His desire, his commitment uh, and all the ingredients are there for him to to get the job done. So um, I'd love to have uh, Andre in the car, but we had to really get the Mustang thing done and the structure right before we could have any real meaningful discussion um, to try and lock those things away. I know he's very happy with um, the team and the environment, so hopefully we can get something sorted out with him because we've certainly invested uh, a lot into getting to this point with him. And we've talked about Andre quite a bit this year on the show because he's driving absolutely everything, including in the inaugural season of the TCR Australia Championship. You guys were running the Subarus, um, which has not been a happy experience. They've been particularly unreliable. Um, you've done an you've done an absolute ripping used car salesman job, and you've flicked them over to somebody else. Uh, you've got the, <laughs> you're still going to run the Holden Astros, but I'm just I'm really interested because we don't hear much from you these days as you said earlier what's what's your thoughts on tcr um you flick the subarus are you going to bolster the bolster the garages a little bit more with another couple of other cars or what's your what's your plans moving forward for tcr uh well it's a, a fantastic category you know it's, it really hits a spot on a number of levels for um, being involved in it from a, a team owner and operation side but also for the fans, you know, to I've, I've really not experienced much motorsport at all other than supercars. You know, I haven't been to any Shannon Nationals rounds or, or any club events since I was in Formula Ford. All I've seen is supercars. So it's been a huge eye-opener for me. Um, and even at Sandown, when the S5000s rolled out for the first time, um, I don't remember sneaking into the crowd and going into the grandstand during a race weekend because you just don't have the time to do that at a supercar round. But I did that a lot uh, at the TCR round at Sandown, and I was blown away by the fans that came out and the uh, interest in the whole thing. So there's there's a lot of good stuff happening there, and I'm I'm glad that we've been involved in it at the start. The Subaru thing was a bit of a challenge, um, but we we covered a lot of ground with those cars, and we've you know really narrowed in on what needs to be done to improve them and, and make them reliable and um, with the whole uh, Mustang conversion we've obviously got a bit going on internally so we're mm. fortunate to do a good deal with a colleague of ours um, Liam Dunn to take those cars over and run them which is a good thing for him and um, you know, we've given him as much information and support to, to have those cars continue and, and improve and we've also uh, been through a lot of ups and downs with uh, with the Astras with uh, a lot of engine misfires and wiring loom problems through the year and we've really got those 
cars sorted out now and, and uh, we're, we're set to have a fantastic weekend at Sandown with both Bryce and Andre and for one reason or another they didn't actually pull off a result but the car pace was, was bang on so really looking forward to getting to tail and bend with those cars and seeing what we can do with them because we've finally got them on the money as well but um, it'll be interesting next year if we continue down that path we'll probably be the only motorsport facility in the world that has a a, uh, a Ford and Nissan and a Holden in the same building. So that, that'll certainly be an interesting one if we do that. Just imagine the merchandise sales there, Todd. That'd be pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget the ski boat. You've got a monster ski boat there and radio-controlled cars and an ice cream truck and it's the world's best toy shop, the Kelly's Place. I love it. Hey, Todd, we really appreciate uh, we really appreciate you taking the time out to have a chat with us. And just a quick reminder, too, if you want to be part of something bigger, join the Rabble Club. Also, Harvey Norman, you can shop online for computers, electrical furniture, betting, bathrooms and flooring plus fitness also uh, it's your local 24-7 gym across Australia and let's not forget Castrol too it's liquid engineering covers all the sponsors <laughs> listen, listen go to you go. how good are you going yeah, the only thing you haven't done is plugged ice break again because that is true obviously yeah you, That's you need true. some more ice break well, well, well I think Chris Pither hooked us up with that but uh, hey Todd we really do appreciate it mate great to see uh, that uh, you'll be fielding a couple of Mustangs on the grid uh, next year but uh, all the best for the rest of 2019 mate and thanks for joining us on the driver's seat Thanks for having me. This is the driver's seat for Kubota, building Australia. Yeah, welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. Great to have a chat to Todd Kelly. Some interesting morsels there, too, uh, about whether or not they'll be on the grid in TCR yeah. next year. So uh, There's a bit going on there, yeah. I reckon, in the uh, in the Kelly household, I reckon. Yeah, we'll, a bit more to come from that uh, from that team. Yeah, we'll watch this space, but uh, hey, something we need to do is update the Penrite Power Rankings. The driver's seat. Penrite Power Rankings. Penrite Oil. Australian owned and made since 1926. Now, of course, we are in enduro season and uh, the power rankings, as decreed by one Dick Johnson, points will be doubled. So rather than three, two and one votes, it'll be six, four and two. Took me so long to actually do that mental math in my head. <laughs> that's why. I that's still, why I'm sitting there going. Uh, uh, I still haven't got it. I'm still. At, I'm still at Dick Johnson. What did we? Uh, I mean, look. We, look. We love Penrite. Obviously, they're a fantastic partner in our show. Um, we'd love to go through every single person mm. on here, but mate, fly the flag. Yeah. Scotty's one. It's all over. See you later, mate. <laughs> get the get the get the Don's footy franks and the Bataki ham and all that kind of stuff and hand it over because uh, he's hit the showers. Mm. Everyone's running. He's hit the showers. Well, let's see what's... So we'll go through the top three, because if I do go through the entire leaderboard, we'll be here forever. But uh, <laughs> the podium has... Our, our entire leaderboard's going to be on our uh, on our app, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's on the app. Actually, it's it legitimately is on the app. You could, Well done, Steve. <laughs> yeah, Look at this. There you go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> see, I read what you put in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You can get it on the app. Check it out. Or even our Facebook page. But the leaderboard uh, sits with Scott McLaughlin on 33 votes, ahead of Chaz Mosson on 15, and Will Davo on 14. Let's start off with you, Stevie. Who are you going to give okay. six big earth votes to? Six big votes go to someone that really needs it, Scott McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> we did say before uh, yeah. before the Enduro season, the Pertec Enduro Cup, that it could either go one way and close it right up or mm-hmm. it could blow it right out. Uh, and that, that after the, obviously, after Bathurst, yeah. So, Scotty, you, you can't. 
deny what he did no, over no. that whole week. No. That whole Rock week. Solid. Practice sessions, qualifying, shootout, um, you know, and then obviously just from his standpoint, a flawless race. You know, a flawless race. Mm. So, uh, you know, he did a cracking job all day. He had a lot of pressure on him. Yes, he was fast, but, you know, there was a lot of pressure on a lot of those guys up the front towards the end there with fuel saving and this and that. So, um, you know, he just didn't make a mistake. He did not make mm. a mistake. The only person that made a mistake was Alec Premier, and it was a tiny little brake lock-up, but that's it. You know, I mean... Not, that, not that, bad. Like one pretty, little lock-up into the chase whilst being whilst being surrounded by main, main game, game drivers, drivers yep. all the time. So, you know, no harm, no foul. He did, yep, good, no. he did a great So job. six for Scotty uh, from me. Four votes. Uh, I'm gonna, sorry, four votes? Four I'm going to give four votes to Andre Heimgartner. I think oh. he did a cracking job on the weekend, and he's been... He's been doing a cracking job for quite a while now and, and you know as we uh, as we always discuss and we just discussed with Toddler that um, it, it's like he's he's the benchmark there you know and he has lifted that team to better results and I think he's even got more out of himself it was yes I mean you could say well you know he made that mistake at the end of the day but um they were there legitimately on speed, and he was racing in fourth p- spot, uh, racing for that third spot. So, you know, I wanted to give him four votes. Um, two votes. I'm going to. Oh, I was. I've got Wing Cup and SVG here for mm. two votes. Mm. So, hang on a sec. There we go. You flip the. <laughs> uh, SVG won it. <laughs> I love it when you do props for radio. I know. It's, it's, it's just, just so visually exciting. <laughs> Well, could you not hear the coin in the air? Oh, oh that's what, is that what that was? We're, we're well, you saw it. You're just sitting right across from we're, me. We're all there going, what's he doing? Like, first off, I've never seen you open your wallet. Uh, oh, Dan, you beat me to it. You beat me to it. I was so going there. Did you see, did you hear that? Did you hear when, when the, that part there, right? That wasn't yeah. actually when the coin landed in my hand and I caught it. That was the moth that got out and I just squashed it. That was all the cobwebs and stuff coming out of there. But uh, SVG. Uh, SVG, two points. Two points to SVG uh, because... Yes, he wasn't in as good a spot as Jamie, and I think that they obviously there's a there's a a bit of doubt there, and you read a lot of it that that um, you know if he didn't then decide to sprint and pit, then you know potentially could have won the race. But uh, SVG door hanging open, shutting the door through the race, yeah. it yep. didn't go their way, but at the end they were bang there on the back tail uh, tailpipe of Scotty Mack and you know gave it a red hot nudge. So good on them yep. um, for two points. Mm. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, when that uh, that last lap, I-, I think it was Neil Crompton that said that that <laughs> Shane Van Gisbergen has put everything on the back of Scott McLaughlin's bumper except his signature because he how close was he bloody hell yeah. but uh, that, and that is the reason why SVG is my dad's favourite supercars driver because as I've said he gets shit done. Uh, but <laughs> what was he saying on the couch when you were watching it? I, I, I actually, I don't think. I think there was cricket on at the time, so that's what the KO oh, would have been. Uh, there. He's no, he's no fan then. Uh, right, I'm going to go through my three, and I'm going to make it very, very quick. Um, six, I am six. going to go for six. Of course, Scotty Mack has to mm-hmm. uh, because he won the race. And he, well, I'm glad six, he went he did for nothing. double points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's fair to him. It's all. That's what I said. He's already in the showers. Mm. Uh, two, uh, four points. I'm going to give to Cam Waters because Cam was consistent 
Preston yeah. all weekend until until he got nailed by his teammate. I thought he was in with a real shout. Yep. Um, uh, they obviously had an issue in qualifying. They only had about eight minutes left of qualifying. Were still able to whack into the top ten, and then uh, and qualified really well in the top ten shootout. And then I'm going to give two points to James Golding because he almost caused a boil over he and his team. <laughs> Um, I thought they did a very, very, very solid job. Uh, Richard Musket, who's only been racing in Japan, I think, or Asia, somewhere in the GT Championship. We haven't seen much of him. So I reckon those boys did a cracking job, particularly at a time where GRM are facing uh, some really solid sponsorship uh, difficulties. And I think had he been able to get it done through good driving and strategy from his team, would have been a boil over. I, I, I don't yep. think anyone in the crowd would have uh, uh, been a hater on that that victory. That would have been awesome. No, 100% there. But that wraps up the Penrite Power Rankings. Check our app for the full listing or even our Facebook page, our socials, our, our Instagram. I just realised our Twitter account. We've actually got everything these days. So we just very Don't cool. check my Instagram, though. <laughs> well, you could do my, it. my personal Instagram is boring as. <laughs> yep, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That was, that Jeez, was meant to be my inside voice. Inside voice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Look, now let's let's stay <laughs> let's stay in uh, at Mount Panorama too because I want to bring up another category that was there. But you know what? Let's actually just go to the footage and see what happened in one of the support categories. No way! He's side by side across the mountain. They stay side by side. It's lap one. They continue to stay side by side. Have you ever seen anything like this before? Impressive. That's the move of the year. If you don't go side by side at McPhillamy Park when there's light rain at Mount Panorama, that is an extraordinary bit of driving from two very high class racing car drivers. Yeah, a lovely bit of work there from one Stephen Johnson to pass Royal Harris in his Camaro. But uh, Steve, it is going to come down to the wire at Sandown next month because you've got, is it a 73 or 75 point lead that you've got? I don't actually know, Nimsy, because I don't look at it. Uh, and it's true that I don't look at it because I just try to uh, do as much as I can. And, you know, I probably will go home and have, have a look uh, at it. I know, it, what did you say here? It's on, the, it's on the thing, 73 or 5. But it's quite complex the way Touring Car Masters have their uh, point system. You can actually drop three of your worst scoring races. Uh, two of them have got to be... The, your normal championship races and one of them can be a uh, trophy race which isn't worth as much points so I've still got to drop we've all still got to drop our three worst races one trophy and two normal championship and see where we end up being that I had quite a bad run at Queensland Raceway and didn't actually finish or start a race there with uh, Electrical Gremlins um, I got zero points there so I'll drop that one I think the next worst is maybe a sixth or a seventh I'll drop that one uh, and one of my trophy races so even though we've still got to drop those races, I've I've got uh, one DNF there, which will probably it will hold me in good stead for for that drop round. So I don't know where I'm gonna where we're all gonna wash up with the drop races between myself, John Bauer, Roel Harris, Adam Bressington. He's up the front there, um, but I probably should look at that before I get down to Sandown, shouldn't I? <laughs> well, you don't have to. Just keep your eyes forward and uh, cross the cross the line yeah. first. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is what else that's happening in the world of motorsport. <laughs> but uh, we'll take a quick break and get to our Bendix breaks big moment. That is up next on The Driver's Seat. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota, building Australia. 
Yeah, welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Right now, it's one of my favourite parts of the show. It's our Bendix Brakes Big Moment. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes Big Moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. Everyone has got an opinion on this big moment, but in case you have been living under a rock, after the Bathurst 1000, there was one very big talking point, and, uh, well, let's let's just go to the footage, shall we? We're on lap 135. We're almost a critical lap. We're almost there. Safety car boards and flags are Safety car boards and flags. Double stack is going to be an issue here for 17 and 12. So Wincup's the leader. McLaughlin is second. Coulthard is third with a water temperature question mark. He's slowed. He's backed them all off. So he's parked up. Have a look at the gap now. Coulthard is right there. So he's backed them all up. So he's trying to minimise the double stack. You've got to be careful playing that game because you can cop a penalty for that one if you back the field up. Look at the gap now. 13 seconds to Van Gisbergen. Uh, was, uh, Scapey almost hit the limiter there. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. He's all gone. Hmm. <sighs> Let me let me just say this, and then I'll let Steve go into his opinion on it. My opinion is pretty simple. Um, I don't think it ultimately changed at that point in time when the call was made. I don't think it ultimately changed the result. Scotty was dominant. They had further safety car periods. Um, no one could get around him, near him, past him, anything. So I don't think it changed the result. Um, secondly, uh, what had nothing to do with Fabian. He was like, what do I do? And they all went, and he was told the, the, the audio is out there. Um, thirdly, uh, I just think it was a bad decision by Ryan Story. Great friend of the show, great mate of ours. I think if you had the opportunity to wind the, cli- the, the clock back and take your time again, that wouldn't have happened. Um, it shows to me how Bathurst can put even the most seasoned professionals under pressure and they make mistakes. I think it was a poor decision. I think it, it uh, sullied the results from a, a question mark point of view now that everyone's having five seconds. I think they deserve a penalty and I think they deserve a good-sized team's penalty. Fabian and Scotty should be completely non-reprimanded and it had everything to do with uh, the team and whoever made that call, uh, they should be penalised. Your Honour, I rest my case. Yeah, you know, it's... It's a team sport, you know, and there's a lot of team sports out there that do a lot of team tactics, and uh, it's not the first time it's happened. Um, it's happened this year previously uh, with other teams. It happened last year with, you know, championship contending teams. Um, so, you know, there's specific wording, and if you, if you want to read into it technically, if you want to uh, get the specific wording um, for it, if it goes higher up than where it's currently at at the moment, um, you know, there's a fair chance that uh, they'll be found that there's nothing actually done wrong. But having said that, it's the wording, not what it's meant to be for. If that's if if you make, I guess, yeah, a bit he of was sense told to slow down uh, because they didn't know where the issue was, and so therefore <laughs> take accept, take caution. But everybody knew yep. that it was down at the final turn. All the guys needed to do was pop their head over. So, uh, I, look, I, yeah, I, you're right. Technically, technically, you know. there has been no breach. Yeah, and um, but, you know the, the the precedent's been set too in the past. And listen, I'm not defending um, at all. This is this is just my honest opinion. Uh, I think that because it happened at the biggest, most prestigious race of the year, mm-hmm. not at 
the second last round of the championship in New Zealand uh, in 2018. Um, that it's a bit of a different story, right? And and honestly, that's what it's like. It's like doing something um, that's in a grey area in a grand final, a football grand final, doing it in the grand final, or you do it at you know round 22. You know, it just seems to be obviously because it's the biggest uh, hype of the year um, and it's what they're all wanting, whether it be the grand final. I mean, it is the grand final for motorsport. Um, That's why it's such a a massive talking um, discussion at the moment. But also, you talk about it happening two years ago, which I think was with SVG and uh, Wind Cup for the championship, placing one of them in a better position, so therefore doing team orders. The issue with that one, Stevie, is that, that it only affected those two cars, right? It, yes, it was team orders and it shouldn't have been banned and it should have had a penalty then too. The problem with this one is that by holding up the field, by calling in team orders and holding up the field, it really potentially changed a lot of the other positions, finishing positions of the other cars, particularly yep. given fuel scenarios and that sort of stuff. So I think that's, I think we're comparing apples with oranges in many respects there. It'll be very interesting to see what happens at the Gold Coast. But yep. one thing that must not happen is that Scotty must not have that win taken from him. Yep. Fabian must not continue to get a pull through and the abuse and the nastiness on social media and it should then be taken purely and simply into the boardroom management level of DJR Team Penske cams and supercars and then what will be will be from there but leave those two boys alone and leave them where they finished yep oh I agree it'll be uh, an interesting couple of weeks I could tell you but uh, the Gold Coast isn't too far away and we'll we'll eagerly await to see what happens there but it's definitely a watch this space but that wraps up our Bendix Breaks big moment and that wraps up another big edition of the driver's seat we'll be back again same time next week with our pre-Gold Coast edition even though it's while the Gold Coast is on. <laughs> but uh, it's one of those weird ones there. The but joys of scheduling. Very much so. But uh, either way, <laughs> we'll be here same time next week and we'll catch you then. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.